for listening to Just Getting Started. I am your host, Quanita DeLoach, and this is a godly podcast. This podcast is founded on scriptures, Romans 8, 1 through 17, and I just want to let you know I am godly proud of you to be here at the end, to finish strong, and to be where you can say you have a spirit of a finisher, you can endure till the end. Um, go ahead and clap it up for yourself. If you do hear any background noise, um, despite the music, that's just me moving around. I'm in a new place where I'm recording. And I want to tell you, despite the discomfort of your current situation, God is very much real. He shows up when you don't know how to speak, when you don't know what to say. He shows up when things need to be put in order. That's what he does. We have to become subject to his correction. We cannot live a successful life and not hear or go through correction. So we have to fix our character. And so today's episode is really identifying thankfulness. And when I think of my thankfulness, I look at my life and how many times I was broken, how many times life whooped me, how many times I shouldn't be here, how many times things have came in, entered into just my spirit and literally allowed me to die because I could not stop sinning. Right, because I felt that it was not sin. I felt that I was doing my own thing. And since there was no immediate correction from the outside, um, I could get away with it. Now, your story is not mine, and so I don't encourage you to listen just to mine. I encourage you to dig deep and find your own. Have you honestly asked yourself, where am I? See, as a coach, I've, I've been really confessing a lot of things, and I work with a few people, and the clients that now I've known a little bit more, my niche and my target audience, I'm still not shaking from my foundation. I believe the first question I will ask any of you who are listening is, can you identify where you are? If you cannot, then that means that there is something in the way of you viewing the situation properly and until you get the lens or remove the lens right to get the perfect view or the correct view you cannot establish where you're going to try to go because you don't even know where you are today we're going to be talking about thankful for the brokenness got tongue-tied there but it is thankful for the brokenness and I can say my brokenness because I will make this podcast very um, integrated with your history just as much as mine we've all known failure we've all known that if you hold a plate very high and you release it when it hits the ground it's going to shatter into many places and places or likewise when you're washing dishes and you move and you bump another glass dish and it doesn't have time to be caught that too will break and shatter brokenness is a place where you have been comfortable and content and you fall you shatter 
You get to the place where your spirit can no longer be what it was and now you are yielding, bleeding, screaming to get to a place where you either become thankful, you become bitter, you become ungrateful. See, everything has a double-sided attitude when you have to become um, more reliable on God's circumference and what he knows because he sees all you have to release that you cannot be in control and so brokenness is something we all can fight and wrestle with not something that we should be boast or proud of because brokenness actually brings us closer to God if we allow it to otherwise it would be the one rule the one thumb that is pushing us further and further away because we will not listen. We will ignore the irking of the spirit instead of accepting it. We we won't listen because we don't want to commit or submit yet. All we're doing is preparing ourselves to be wholeheartedly broken. I believe God uses this brokenness to keep us in line with his will. Without it, many of us may get to a place where we think that we have done it on our own. There's many songs and you see some apparel and things like that. You may feel that some rappers talk about it and things like that. But and I think in the secret of their life, they know that these are words that sell. But in reality, they do believe in God and that God is very much real. And, and those that are confessing to be um, man-made on their own, they are telling the truth as well. You see, it's about our perception. God looks at our heart. If you look at a bowl of sugar, you couldn't tell that it's salt until you had tasted. There had to be an action of you moving forth, moving the lid, getting it out of the container, tasting it, then putting it to your mouth, right? There's elements, there's movements, there's steps. See, that's where my gift is being crafted. God has allowed me to see some things where I want to help families and people get to the goal. I get that you got the goal. I get that you're thankful. But where actually are you broken? Where can we begin to identify that you need more structure, you need more discipline, so that you can keep and maintain what God already has your name on? See, we all will get a taste of something, but are you maintaining it? As I share this next section with you of my life, I don't want you to judge or think that this is confessing something different. Uh, Before I started podcasting on Anchor, I experienced a very deep, dark place in my life. I miscarried my child, and it wasn't a first time of a miscarriage. It was a first time of acknowledging and seeing a positive pregnancy test and knowing the results of going nine months and being at the appointments and getting the checkups and then getting the appointment where you go to here and check the heartbeat and there isn't. See, immediately I could have screamed and and yelled and, and lost my mind, but I could not do that then because something within me 
said to be thankful for whatever the answer is. And in that moment, I was like, I can't agree with you. I really would love the result of this heart being found, the thief being found. This is not happening. The reality was there wasn't a thief. This was true. I want to share with you how this moment of brokenness made me who I am right now. See, after that, I vowed to make sure that I took care of myself in such a way that there would be nothing like this to happen again. Not saying that I would be in complete control, but I would be in control of the elements of my stress, the elements of my fear, the elements of my thoughts. See, many times pregnant people or just pregnant women, we have an anticipation to give birth, but there are some things that we have not felt. And when you're in that pregnancy mode, when your emotions are caring and developing for two, you begin to deal with unwanted emotion. This is why they call it postpartum depression, I believe. And there is some unworked potential because we're not, if you're in a space where you're working and moving in God, I believe that you have, you have a different pregnancy. But for me and my experience, I understand that my mother, who was an addict, she had five children and lost them all to the state. And then nine, almost 10 years later, somehow, The Lord designed her to have one more child. That sound that you hear, that's me. I believe that even as that child, I was known to be this hell shaker that I am. I was a rebel to believe that I could not succeed. I I was a rebel to think that the enemy was going to win in my life. I didn't see that. I fought that every time I heard it. I could not go into the church and pretend. I wanted the legit thing. I wanted to make sure that when I touched the ground, if I was going to do ministry, that it would not be like anything else because I've seen the fake, the hurt, the pretending to be broken and fake thankfulness. I had gotten sick and tired of it and I was still so young. So as I tell you just piece by piece, the beginning to the end, the painful pieces that cause brokenness to happen, it takes just a moment for you to look and slip into that moment where it brings captivity to your mind. You almost can rehearse and relive in it. I don't want you to do that. I want you to claim victory right now over yourself. I want you to demand the atmosphere around you that whatever pain you had to go through, even in brokenness where your spirit was heavy and you didn't know how to speak, but you found a way, that you found an avenue to release, that you found yourself back to God. I want you to become thankful. And as you listen and continue, I'm going to do my best to stay at 20 minutes, but please excuse me if I don't, because there's a message for somebody as we complete the 20 minutes a day of better me, that they're not a better me yet until they get the gut of this message. Even if it's within me, if I need this message, I cannot quit because there's another me that I'm going to replica because 
leadership is about producing. It's about reproduction. It's about being somebody that says, this is more than me. See, many people have podcasts, but they don't have what I have. What makes me different from any other podcast is that one first, I have God within me and that I'm not only doing this out of my will, I'm doing it because I'm being obedient. Let me be honest with you, it's two o'clock in the morning and I was woken up out of my sleep because there was something I had not finished, which was this podcast. And I've told you, and I've said this before, I cannot go to sleep with unworked potential. This is this in action. I am not going to go back to sleep until I completely edit and publish and schedule this episode. So if you're knowing what you're doing in this season, if you're knowing what I'm talking about, right? Being still, being silent. Do you understand how still and quiet I need to be to just get up at two o'clock in the morning? Do you ever listen to God when he tells you to get up at three, four, one o'clock? You just went to bed. You just got comfortable, but you still have to desire who wins, you or God? The message this Sunday, real quick, I'll go ahead and derail just a little bit, is that they talked about can God use you? Uh, Can he borrow using you because whatever he gave you was used to work the kingdom. And sometimes we get comfortable, complacent, where we work the ideas for someone else. We work the gift for somebody else. This is, I don't want you to be surprised by it, but I do want you to get frustrated. Because if you're not working for the kingdom, then who are you working for? There's a man way that is known that's going to bring him prosperity, right? But it's known to man. It looks like a manly made man. And it's a path by man. And it's man, man. And so you have pride and an ego and all these things harassing you. You have bling trying to get you. You have um, just things that are all carnal and materialistic. Excuse me. And so um, that's just one way of viewing it. But there's also a narrow seeping way that the spirit will tell you that it's designed just for you but I can't promise you that you won't go through a valley I can't promise you that you won't hit something hard I can't promise you I can promise you this he will never leave you I can promise you that if you find thankfulness in your brokenness the brokenness begins to heal slowly but surely he begins to mend you don't get the peace you had you get a different peace that now from the place that you were hurting and having pain and trauma he puts you on a platform to talk about this so that you can identify exactly what your assignment is see your story is not my story and i believe that i'm calling out action warriors from the listeners that are listening the the constants of being who god has told you to be there's no rustling anymore you already have been told listen be still listen i'm not telling you to be still and wait and move later when god tells i'm telling you to be still on what you are saying be still and read your bible be still and find an app that motivates you so that you can get up and work in your potential get up and do something do not just lay down and surrender and submit to not even understanding what you're submitting to 
there's got to be some ethic to working on you. You can't run and be a millionaire and have no type of essence of your goals and spiritual understanding. What foundation does your million dollar life have to stand on? be real with y'all I'm being very bold tonight but God is definitely letting me know that despite the situation currently in debt that I do have revenue that's going to stream crazy I do have opportunities where somebody's going to call on me to be ready and I have to be ready in and out of season so I know that we're probably approaching our 20 minutes If not, I'm going to squeeze in as much as I can. If you guys can bear with me, I appreciate you for showing up. I appreciate you allowing those nuggets to hit your um, plate, right? Your heart, your head, your brain, your ears, wherever they land. I pray that you don't take it and say, okay, that's great. I pray that you don't listen and just listen i pray that you listen and are urged to change urged to do something different urged to to just be honest with yourself i'm not good here god i want better i want more i pray that that is that's what's going to happen for you i understand that when we first started this i told you that we're all going somewhere and that's for those thousand true listeners i know that you're already there but i'm telling you this where we're going we have to let go we have to go to a place that's going to cause us to go down right we have to go down before we go up and so just speaking in context this is me telling you a story but just scriptures now because we're going to the end and you know that we're talking about devoting you know this we talked about just conversation we talked about you know, being fire and consistency and loving others and being able to be sharpened with Anastasia. We talked about don't trade your sight for value. We talked about failure. If it's failure, you can, if you learn from it, it cannot be failure. How we have to unlabel some things. We have to unlearn some things. We talked about the truth of giving in and giving up and how God will allow us to give in. We have to give in to his word and his will, give up to our ways and, 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 and ways that we want to do. We talked about being still. I spent an hour talking about being still. And immediately, I'm going to be honest, I was attacked to be opposite. But I thought that by doing what I'm doing right now, which is praying in the spirit, as I move, my body was still working, but my mind was trying to do something else. And I told it, no. And for some reason, I caught an attitude, right? And I told you that it's going to be an attitude adjustment because you used to not have someone saying no, especially you yourself. So it's an adjustment. So what did I do? I'm glad you asked me. I stopped everything and I went to talk to Juanita and I said, you need to get this under control. You cannot react this way because this is a familiar storm. In a familiar storm, if you're growing, you can't have the same response. Otherwise, you'll be stuck, stagnated. Which one do you want, growth or your will? I'm be honest with you, I chose my will a lot of times. But unfortunately, that time today, I did not take it. I chose 
to let it go. I chose to just be still, be quiet. I chose to make sure that I'm lining myself up with understanding that if I'm speaking and being about this, I also have to be the result of it. You should not come encounter with me um, and you leave my presence or my impact differently. You should leave with impact. You should leave with some type of something. Whatever you came for, you should get it. Because, see, I don't want my will anymore. I'm learning to wrestle within myself and to fight the old me. The old me wants to creep up and tell you that your brokenness is justified. Keep going. Oh, no, your brokenness is not justified. It is going to be rectified because God has already died for your sins. So, therefore, the brokenness is there on purpose for you to repent, to keep going, to, stru- to structure your life and prayer life to get you to a place where you're thankful that you had to have this happen in a way in such a way that when you could have lost when you could have responded when you could have dealt with something this way when you should have felt like this when people that you know that were young and they died when your grandmother passed when my grandmother passed when you should have left this instinct somehow you're still here because there's purpose unfulfilled how many of you know that god is fresh new oil he's anointing how many of you know and believe that god will allow your head to be anointed again that you have been running from him but he will anoint you again how many of you will be able to see him and bow be able to be in the spirit and pray and instead of you being on your phone and praying and giving him two seconds and giving him one minute you will give him 30 an hour your life it all takes commitment so today we're going to be talking about thankful for brokenness in other words i am thankful for my brokenness let me give you bible john 11 and 12 really funny here so as i was reading this it talks about this beautiful story about lazarus lazarus was a man that was pronounced dead by the people who was surrounding him and I don't know about you but I believe that sometimes we can surround ourselves with people that perceive us to be dead they will put us in a grave they will put us in a place with their words that will allow us to have to be risen up by God because we are afraid or terrified to try again I believe that Lazarus was in the Bible for a moment like this where many of us have been dead in our doing dead in our faith dead in our just overall walk of God that we can see in the Bible that there's evidence that Jesus can walk into this room despite the people weeping and then he even had Mary and Martha tell him if you were here if you were here he wouldn't have died and so not even recognizing that he is the son of God their presence alone is saying look you know who you are you know you're the Messiah but you weren't here so he died so let's go ahead and read verses uh, 11 and 12 but again i'm reading from john chapter 11 11 and 12 and so i just want to let you know everything that you read in the bible if you're reading it with purpose if you're reading it with the intention to seek out him he's going to give you more than what you can bargain (laughs) if you're looking for an appetite 
to learn how to just be who God has called you to be, begin to pray a simple prayer and then start thinking, how can I, Lord, what can I do for you? How can I do something today that's pleasing to you? It's very simple. It will be small things. It could be a big thing. It could be something that you don't want to do. But it's about you exercising and become committed to what the word says, which is being committed to your potential. See, potential is something unseen. You cannot touch potential because it's within your native ability and language that when you find a place that you know that is second nature to you, if God has already claimed it over your life to work it for the kingdom, which more than likely he has, you have to become obedient consistent determined and all these other characteristics that will show you the prosperity that you desire see it doesn't just happen you have to work you have to earn you have to keep yourself in the love of God things are going to come so let's read John 11 and 12 then he said old friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but now I will go and wake him up now 12 the disciples said Lord if he is sleeping he will soon get better I'm going to go ahead and read the next couple ones just so you can get the idea of the background, what is happening here. 13 says, they thought Jesus, thought, thought. This is why we talk about 20 minutes a day, maintaining our thoughts. Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant that Lazarus had died. So Jesus had to go back and tell them. Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. I'm going to stop there. That's verse 14. Pretty much God God has allowed Jesus to be here or at this time there on the earth to show and manifest the power that God holds just in his son, the son of God. Lazarus was pronounced dead as the story goes on and he gets there and when he enters into Bethlehem, um, immediately they are told this story that Lazarus has been dead for four days. I don't know who this is for, but within four days I believe that If you do the right thing, if you do something consistently, especially if you're following the podcast or Renew Your Minds, we're getting ready to go into April to do a seven-day negative fast. I believe in the four days, the first four days, that there will be a transformation in your thought process because I'm going to review over how do you catch yourself when you're thinking negatively? How do you monitor it? How do you get a grip? when it's out of control i want to teach you this because it's foundational there's a lot of thoughts that come against what you really want if you don't put them in their place they're going to rule you later on 
it's fun right now but trust me it's term it's turmoil it's 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 lingering it's depressed it's all of those feelings that you feel that come from a thought that is out of control but you've allowed it to be there because you haven't took the time to look at how you think how do you process what thoughts are you controlling and listening to now despite the disciples they had their opinion and they gave it to god they said look hey if he's sleeping people are going to have their their opinions people around you your group they're going to have a um perception of what is happening let them have that but what god has said jesus had to go back and say look i'm going to say it real plain for you this man is dead Nazareth. he's dead he i'm saying sleeping as dead so we're going to go see him. See, this is how I knew Jesus was about his business because he could have said, oh, okay, they don't know what I'm talking about. They don't. He said, look, I'm glad I wasn't there because now since you said if he's sleeping, you that means that if you believe, you don't believe yet. So let me go over here and, and let this part of Bethlehem, including my disciples, know that, that God sent me, that my father sent me, that I'm not doing my will. I'm doing his will because of your unbelief. thankfulness Martha and Mary both seen Jesus the son of man and immediately when they saw him as you keep reading they told Jesus if you were here he wouldn't have died there was not a lick of thankfulness to be able to be there with Jesus in that moment because they were grieving they didn't feel that the thankfulness should be recognized they felt that there should be some type of explaining or that Jesus was supposed to um, somehow I don't know I'm not sure what they were thinking I was not there but I do understand that the thankfulness in that brokenness was not there so I do want you to hold on to that nugget let's jump over to Psalms 9 and 10 where we're going to be talking about how brokenness allows us to end up being well our thankfulness we begin to understand our brokenness a little bit more when you dig deep into yourself you kind of see there's a hollow spot if anybody knows what hollow means there's like a hole or it's some kind of vacant area right where there was providence or there was dominion of something and now it has abandoned the place it's a hole I want to let you know that the only hole filler that will actually last and live with you, uh, that is Jesus. He said that I came into this world to give you life and life more abundantly. I wish on my podcast that all the listeners will allow God to live that life within them, the life that is abundant. Um, Because life is already hard as it is by yourself. If you have God on your side, then who can be against you? When you look at the odds, they don't seem as stacked, right? Even though they are stacked and statistics say that you should not make it out of your situation, that you should have been dead, especially if um, your situation matches up with that shoe. You have to come into agreement that there is something higher than your understanding that looks out for you. Because when you look out for you, sometimes you do damage. I don't know if you've heard this song called Deliver Me by um, 
a phenomenal group. I can't think of their name right now, but I do know that they had, um, what is her name? Mm. I will think of it, I'm pretty sure, but Leandria Johnson and a choir that I can't think of. I know I've seen them perform on Sunday Best as well, but long story short, you can look up the song. The song is called Deliver Me. She sings from her gut where she needed delivering from her own habits, her own ways, her own being, and that she owes her life to God because he has given her another chance. Phenomenal how music will give us the unctioning to keep going right it gives us the place to feel like we can start again i think that god uses many things he uses instruments he uses words and poetry and paintings and he's he's a a master of all things he's a creator of all things and so as we read psalms 9 and 10 it says those who know your name your name as in talking about the lord um trust in you they know your name and they trust in you for you O lord do not abandon those who search for you today we are searching for you that means you the lord lord we're searching for you to go ahead and lift us in the brokenness we want to be able to identify the brokenness there was um a story i seen about a young woman who committed suicide and Immediately, the brokenness in that note that she left for her mother fanned out everything that could have been talked about, could have been said, could have been felt, right? Allowing her to feel that. But since there was not a moment in time that we'd be still, she was convinced that taking her life was necessary, which is not. I believe that if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, you do need to reach out to somebody. You need to call a line. You need to call somebody have somebody be with you if you're feeling some type of way you need to get the help you need to understand that it is a serious thing because we want you here at just getting started with lady loach to live we speak life for you we speak restoration we speak healing we don't speak that you damnation yourself in a way where you think that you're going to get better by killing yourself we don't want you to do that we want you to be able to understand that even the worstest thing that you think that you can't share, you can share that here, right? You can share that anonymously here through email and through um, the website, things like that. We'll be able to start getting the everything ready for you guys. Now, again, we want to keep everybody's privacy private, but if you are experiencing some things that where you're needing just an open discussion and guidance please it's very simple especially on anchor you can do a voice message you can send an emoji you can do so many things that where me and my team um we begin to do practices and pray over the listeners so that we are giving god his territory we demand territory globally if you guys have been listening we just went internationally how many know that god will touch the four corners the four corners of the earth if he can do that would you allow him to use you in that corner i hope that you say yes i hope that you're willing to be a part of that movement because he is who he says he is 
as we begin to search in that brokenness and God will sift us to what is a priority first. He will let us know, deal with this, then deal with that. Okay, this is the month of this. This is the day of this. He will give it to us, but we have to be still. We have to be evolutionary, which simply means you have to be extraordinary. You have to be the evolution that you needed at the time when you were a youth, when you were younger, when you are a young adult. You needed that person to show up. Instead of you waiting, you be evolutionary. You be it. My mentor tells all the time, you can be the change you want to see in the world. And it sparked something in me that I could not just want to go do a normal job. I did them, but I did them to a higher expectation. And then I had some reason to think that I want to get more pay or more recognition. Well, see, I was in the right job, right? I was working the right tool, which is managing and owning and working for a company. But I was not in the right place. I didn't have the right position. So I couldn't ask, and I was demanding God at the time, to bless me where I was. And he said, no, you're in the wrong spot. I can maintain you here because that's who I am, I'm God. But I can't bless you the way I want to because you're not in the right position. And so, again, leadership is not about position, but it's about action. I took the action that I had and I put it in a place that I was not there. I wasn't supposed to be there. And so, therefore, I live my life constantly tit for tat. How many of you are ready to go into full effect? How many of you are ready for that explosion, that boom? I know I am, and that's why I'm here doing this whole march 30 minutes or excuse me 20 minutes a day moving into April we're going to do weekly podcasts and I'm going to be more consistent because when I started you know that I had a history a little bit of talking about me and less about God and God corrected me I took some time I sat down and this is where I want to talk to you about when you don't sit down and recognize your brokenness it doesn't mean that it's not there see we can go back to the beginning of the Bible Genesis 4 and 12 Where Cain and Abel, as you know, they were brothers, blood brothers at that, the first two brothers who were divine to be in the way that they were. Because there's no type of um, a way to get you a picture of brokenness than to show you the first two mans that should have loved each other and become unionship actually do the opposite of that and then turn around. And then his other brother, which was Cain, to be cursed. Um... So when you have potential and it's unworked, when you have the ability to see brokenness and know you're broken, don't become thankful, you become bitter, you become ungrateful, you become you know, just stagnated in your way of life, you become to feel entitlement, right? But you're broken, but you own a couple of things. You're broken, but you have some money. You're broken, but you have millions and millions of dollars. This is what could happen. And this is, this is Cain. His brokenness was the ability that his offering was not accepted. Instead of him seeking God, what he did was he said he's going to seek revenge. He's going to take this out on the person that did the right thing. Despite him trying to figure out how to do the right thing, he said that's not important. What's important right now is to get rid of my brother, Abel. So as I read this, I really want you to hold on to the fact that he was punished for not recognizing the law. The law there was to give God the fresh, the, the, the best. The law, that was the law. If he would have abided by the law, had his fuel to do what he did been there? No, because his fuel would have been there to, to do this the right way. But 
if you know the story of Cain and Abel, they had two different jobs. Now, Cain was more of of tending the land, more hardworking, more built, more stance, more stronger. He did hard labor in the sun. Abel, however, was um, a shepherd, I believe. And what he did was, of course, watch over the sheep. He had more of a meek. He was a shepherd, more of a meek type of mentality, probably a little skinnier, right? Because his his muscles didn't need to do much to be a shepherd, but it takes a lot to tend the sheep, see? But it's an internal versus you looking on the outside, you will see that, hey, this is, bro- this is my brother, but he ain't doing nothing. I'm stronger than him. How come I didn't, how come I didn't do that? We become broken in our vision. Then we become broken in our thoughts, broken in our actions. And then we live a life of brokenness because we never stop to look at what happened. So Genesis 4 and 12 tells us this. No longer will the ground yield good crop for you. He's talking to Cain. No matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be homeless wanderer on the earth. This was pretty much Cain's punishment. God is letting him know that despite despite you've killed your brother, you're going to live. I think that's the biggest thing that you should hear here because Cain actually tells God later on that hey look this punishment is too big I can't bear that and so he's trying to see like he understands what he did he understands the brokenness he understands that he was ungrateful he didn't figure out how to understand to deal with it and become thankful for where he was and to appreciate and to acknowledge that God has everybody in an assigned position for a reason he decided that um well you know what that'll be a good story for you to read up on your own but Cain Cain had a life that he lived out he lived out his brother because he killed him but in his living God showed proof that he will allow you to live in what you decide So you can live this life and never become thankful for brokenness, but your living, like he said, will not even become, you can't even receive any crops. You won't have any reproducing of yourself or any, any response of the land. You won't have the type of authority or anything that you are claimed to have dominion over, right? Not only that, but you'll be homeless and wandering, not only with your body and your feet, right? But with your mind, you will have just so many things hitting you that is pretty much just swallowed I don't want that for you I don't want that for any listener I don't want that for myself and so as we continue no matter what the situation we know that God is bigger I encourage you to say to your next situation my God is bigger this is just a small act of faith but you need to practice how to do that in and out of season in the daytime in the nighttime because when storms come you got to be prepared on how to respond you can't just ignore them because then they're going to come back and they're going to come back 10 times stronger not because that you didn't do anything just because they know that you're not ready 
let's go ahead and finish this up tonight, guys. I'm so excited. So, again, like I told you, it's 2 o'clock where I am. And um, I'm up because I'm up on an assignment and I declare that I will finish. So, Romans 9 and 10 is phenomenal. Thankful for your brokenness is a topic that God definitely given me. Um, I could talk to you all day. I could get on a stage and, 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 I mean, I could beat this into somebody's head and let them know you should be thankful. You should be thankful. Here's what happens after you, um, if you found thankfulness, right, and you know that you, you do want to give your life to God, you want to be able to openly confess that Jesus is the Lord over your life, and you have to come in agreement that there's some things that you just don't know and that's okay because that's why you gather yourself around people who do find revelation in the word and you get yourself a wise counsel and you begin to make movements out of Jesus and out of God instead of out of your own understanding when we look at Romans 10 and 9 as you know it's a familiar thing I talk about it's basically where you read this passage and it talks about how the message will uh, open your heart right because your lips can be there and you can speak but your heart can be far away from the Lord I have been here where you speak something and you don't know what you're doing where Christ has called you to move somewhere and you're like oh I'm gonna do it and you don't do it right you say that you're broken but you're not broken enough to change Um, This is an uncomfortable place because when you do this, you're held accountable to start getting correction. You have to come into a place where these C's, I'm going to call them C's, and let me grab my paper here. These C's are going to come up and be a part of your journey now because it took you long enough to keep playing right and now you ran not really ran out of time because god is god owns time he you don't get to pick when your time runs out he took he gets to have that um authority over you um but the three c's is correction versus your comfort comparing versus character compromising excuse me compromising versus your comparing and then your character the reason being when you hear about this brokenness can do one of the two things it can hold you up preventing you from being thankful preventing you from moving forward preventing you right blockage or it could lead you up lead you up into worship lead you up into speaking out of your mouth declaring that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart that he did rise and die and that God did rise him up and that you believe see God's sorrowfulness and brokenness actually makes us the character that is within our heart that in our mind we have the mind of Christ See, when we can feel and understand, somebody says that something told me, right? Something's wrong here. That is the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. I don't like to say it's something. I want to give it its name, its domain, its its rule, its authority, its privilege. Because God said, if I send my son and he dies, I have to send a comforter. Because I need that 
piece of me to be within the earth but I don't want it to be within the earth I want it to be within the people that I created to be like me like-minded so when we get to a place brokenness is many many pieces of one whole heart and that brokenness right we find our spirit our character is called to the front lines we have to be held accountable for what we have done and what we have been doing this is where you begin to get direct inclined to see who you are if you can withstand the worst of worst and have a kickback right you can bounce back in brokenness you can say i'm thankful for this situation i could have lost this i wanted this to work out i was i was wrong here but i thought i was right and then you find positivity you find christ in that situation you look at the correction and don't get confused because you're uncomfortable you still see correction. You don't start compromising, right? Because you're comparing. You compare the old you. That's who you're comparing to, not to other people and situations. You're not compromising who God called you to be. You're accepting that the compromising is a temptation because your character has to be groomed to let go of that piece that was doing that. Brokenness. Brokenness is pieces that are not broken on somebody else, they're broken on you. You're broken. I'm broken. It's about having a place to be transparent and say, hey, look, let's fix this together. Let's talk about these things because I can't walk around and sing happy songs and smile all day long because Jesus said, look, John 4 and 8, he says, look, I'm going to talk to you, Samaritan lady, that's right here at this well. I'm going to speak to you. Give me a drink. As many times we think that we're alone, but if Jesus can sit alone without his disciples and be worried uh, how come we can't? How come we can't speak out of our situations and say, God, I need a drink? Now, God, you know him. He's going to offer you living water. But listen to what she says, verse 9. She says, I'm surprised that a Jew is talking to a Samaritan. She didn't say it like that. I'm definitely prephrasing the words and giving it my own taste. But you can go read this for yourself. John 4 and, and 8, right? Verses uh, 8 through 11. She tells him, why are you asking me for a drink? Why are you speaking of my brokenness where I'm unthankful for? Why are you triggering my places where my hurt and heart and aching is? Why are you asking me to go deep in there to where I have to afford to losing a piece that's been in a relationship with me my entire life, like anxiety, depression, hidden things that I hide you're asking me to surrender those yeah because it's a part of your brokenness that you think is making you whole and it's a lie see I believe that both of them were directly inclined to see one another it was on purpose that this happened and it was told to us because they were already one they just she just didn't know who Jesus was And he tells of that too, as you read it. So brokenness can hold us up. He lets her know from the jump. He says, actually, since you don't know who I am, go get your husband. Her brokenness had ended up holding her up and being self-righteous to be with a man that she wasn't ready and married to. But since Jesus is Jesus, he's the son of God. He speaks directly to her core and shakes her. How does this man know this? You ought to be a prophet. That's what she tells him. You, you, you just told me something that no, you don't know me. 
how do you know this about me? See, this is where you sometimes find yourself directly inclined to be around somebody. And even within myself, I found that brokenness can be led to God and it leads us up. Somebody that doesn't know you, but they say something that is led by the spirit for you to hear. And if your ears are, are still, they're open, they're clear, you can hear it. You can become thankful for that brokenness immediately correction will happen because the character is no longer comparing but it's collecting acceptance that i am where i am and god is here with me well i know i'm working on probably about an hour so i'm gonna read the last couple verses for you guys um romans 9 and 10 if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, if, or excuse me, four, it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly, openly, openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Openly, open. Lee, the thing that I keep repeating is openly because when you are being still, some of you has to become open. Lee, <laughs> you have to let that piece that is closed be open to be still to identify where am I and what it is. If you go back and say, okay, hey, I want to know more about what you're talking about. I want you to go read in John 15 verses 1 through 17. And I'm not going to read all of them because, again... I believe that there is work that we all need to do. And if I do all of it for you, will you know it yourself? Probably not, right? And I am not a guinea pig. I am just like you. I'm human. I don't have the answers. But I will sure enough go look for them. This is where Jesus talks about he is the true vine. This leads us into our last day. Today is day 29. And so they... Day 30, excuse me, I'm getting tongue-tied. Day 30, we're going to be talking about the blood. But it leads us into a place where we understand that Jesus is the true vine. Let me read two verses to you. He says this, I am the true grape vine. If you know what a grape vine is, of course, that's a cord of grapes, right? It's a very strong um, plant that grows wildly. And it has branches of different grapes and, and leaves and things like that on it. He says that I am the true grapevine. My father is the gardener. I want you to catch that part. My father is the gardener. He can cut off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they can produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is served from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Now that was verses 1 through 4. And this whole 1 through 17 will give you just a synopsis 
of really brokenness. And, and as I close, I want you to look at this grapevine and, and put yourself on here. Um, there's so many things that you have to offer. You have to experience brokenness. You have to taste brokenness. But you need to find thankfulness because you are still here. God is still using you. You still are on an assignment. Be still. I encourage you to keep listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening to this hour episode again. And tomorrow we will be talking about the blood still works. A spirit of a finisher.